Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. The, the bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. It's Legends of Sport Friday. That means we're joined by our good friend. It's Andy Bernstein. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm great, Arash. I'm great. Yeah, I know you. Uh, you're at the All Star Weekend. I hope you survive. You got out of the <laughs> big snowfall. I know, um, but uh, good to see you back, man. I was thinking of you, Andy. I said he is. He is the fortunate one who's not being su- subjected to this game. <laughs> Listen, at some point they're going to figure out what to do with this game. They're going to have it. The NFL was in the same situation with the Pro Bowl. They've now done like Pro Bowl games, which is like a skills competition. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the correct, you know, what what they have to do to change it, but uh, they got to tweak it some way somehow. But mm-hmm. but I, I had a good chance to catch up with so many people, and one of the cool things is um, is when you see people that you haven't seen in, in some time. And I saw GP. Mm-hmm. I love the glove. Yeah, Gary Payton. I I want it because this is one of the two people that you have in your classics. Take me back to the first year you started this podcast. Did you have a dream list? Because if I had a podcast like yours, GP, you just have to give him a question, and he's <laughs> off to the races. I would assume. Yeah, you know, it's it's so great to be going down memory lane with you, my friend. Um, the germ of the idea of Legends of Sports started around 20, know, 2014-15-ish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my my partners and I, busy guys, we just never really could get it off the ground. And then I was approached by, uh, actually, I started doing a show on the Lakers Spectrum Network, which was then Time Warner, called Through the Lens. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah where I would sit down and talk about Lakers history with a, a, a iconic Laker personality and talk about their history through my photos. It's going to be anybody from Jeannie Buss to Phil Jackson, Robert Ori, Gary Vitti. And I surprised myself, quite honestly, that I was comfortable actually interviewing people. It was a little daunting to do it on camera, but of course it was taped and all. Um, but it was super fun for me. And I don't know, I guess my enthusiasm might have shown through a little bit because I was at a Laker game and all of a sudden Norm Pattis, my dear friend who recently passed away, um, the owner, longtime owner of Westwood One Radio, was had then started a company called Podcast One. Mm-hmm. It was the infancy of podcasting. And he calls me over, you know, he's got his rolled up program. And I came over and he says, you know, I love the show you're doing, that Laker show on TV. He says, I want to bring that onto my podcast network. 
And I said, Norm, I, you know, thank you so much. I love, <laughs> you know, I love that. But, you know, you do realize it's a visual show, right? Like I'm showing photos because that doesn't matter. And he says, it's all about the stories. It's all about the relationships. So that put a real bug in my ear. I went down, met with him. We sat for about four or five hours. We hammered out what the show would look like. And he knew I was trying to launch the Legends of Sport platform, like the, the concept in some way. So the birth of Legends of Sport actually was with the podcast in 2018. So it just perfectly coincided, Arash, with uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, which was in 2018 at Staples Center. Um, And, you know, the rest is history, really, because we, you know, we've been doing this now, you know, in season six. And I had the the opportunity to interview a bunch of legendary players who were there at uh, All-Star Weekend, which was fantastic. And, um, you know, Gary Payton, of course, you got to get the glove. It's got to be number one on your list. Number one happened to be Bill Walton. Oh, who yeah. I literally asked Bill a question, <laughs> put the mic down, went, got a hot dog, you know, came back. He still answered the question. Yeah. Anyway, but fantastic um, conversation with Gary. And then we packaged that together with, with the Iceman, George Gervin. And it turned out to be a great episode. Love it. And again, we only play a small snippet of these. You're going to be enthralled by it. Um, how can they hear the entire conversation you had with both players? Well, absolutely. Please go on to, um, first of all, our website, legendsofsport.net. You can find all of our content there and tabs to everything. Um, the podcast can be found um, on our home base, which is iHeart, but also Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts, Legends of Sport. Um, it's also on our YouTube channel, Legends of Sport. And well, let's, uh, let me take that back. This week's episode is not on YouTube because we didn't do video. That's right. right. <laughs> but the new episodes that we do um, are all on YouTube. And we're putting snips of all kinds of content on there. And um, yeah, Instagram at Legends of Sport. And my photography, uh, you can find at ADB Photo Inc. So a lot of places, but the, the main kind of, Place you can go, you can land with our website, legendsofsport.net. Love that. So with that said, let's now go to the first part of the conversation. It's season one. It's the classic version of Legends of Sport Friday. The Iceman, George Gervin, and the glove, GP, Gary Payton. <laughs> you know, I remember that, you know, from Marvin and, you know, and also, you know, we played the, the next game in uh, mm-hmm. in L.A. Fresh in our memory as to who else was on that team. You, it was you, of course, and, and It was artists. me, artists. We had Johnny Moore, the point Johnny guard. Moore, yeah, God um, bless him. yeah. I think Mike Mitchell. Yeah, you know, was at the at yeah. the four. Right. Um, Who was coaching that team? Uh, Stan Allback. Stan. Right. You know, I mean, we used to come and yeah. every time we play him, our first play we draw up would be artists to try to bring Kareem out to the three point line and shoot a three. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think artists ever made one, but that was Stan's. Uh, artist was amazing. I remember those great those great sideburns artists had. He was amazing. He was amazing out there. I was so proud when they put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Man, I I think his dominance, man, in college and ABA and you know and mm-hmm. as an NBA ball player, man. Uh, yeah. You know, made them special. I, I felt once we got artists, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. we really could compete with the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, because we was in the West. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know, um, yeah. I really thought we could beat I thought we had enough to beat them. Um, but as you know, it was just a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, they was hard to beat. They were good. 
They would man, they, oh, they had a yeah. boy. They had a basketball team, you know, with a young Magic, and yeah, yeah. you know, at that time, um, you know, what, what was it? I don't think it was worthy. It was a Jamal, Jamal, mm-hmm. sure, Coop, Coop, uh, yeah. Superman, yeah. You Rambis. know, yeah, Rambis was yeah, there. Was I mean, coaching. yeah, Pat coaching. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that was some, you know, there was some, there was some good days, man. Yeah. Uh, but I thought we had with artists and and Mike Mitchell, we had enough to beat them. Yeah, well, you remember that photo I did of you and Irv? Yeah, I still, oh yeah, I still got in that the locker, one. like sort of. Yeah, playing. we look at looking at each other. Yeah, oh, you, you know, know that's still all time. A little bit. I still got that, that up in the house. That was one of my earliest portraits. So that was 83, huh? Yeah, it was 83, 84. I don't really remember. Well, 84, I was, it, it was yeah. Indiana. Yeah, no, it was 83. 83 then, yeah. 83. Yeah, because I know that was my last one. Right. Was 80, yeah. 80, uh, 84. Yeah, yeah. Because Mike was a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you yeah. trade the next year. I right? trade the next year. Right, play with him. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, because you know, had that big old controversy. Magic and Isaiah yeah. was, you know, <laughs> messing with uh, Michael, and they, they threw me in it. Yeah, he was out for sixty-four games that year. You, you got yeah. traded, right with that foot injury. Yeah. Yeah, but you were still you were still playing well. So yeah, I mean, I, game, but you know, right? I mean, it was funny too because y'all know how Mike, you Mike, how competitive. You might not knew how competitive he was then because you know he was just a second year guy when I got there. Mm-hmm. Mike yeah. was crazy. <laughs> he was crazy. Did you did you see shades of yourself? In no, hell no. Mike had his own way. <laughs> You know, I mean, Mike played harder than anybody I know in practice. Yeah, yeah. I ain't never played against a guy that played as hard as he did in practice. You know, I mean, you know, I was that. You know, I was on my way out. I mean, you know, that was my last year as a NBA uh, pro. Did he uh, talk a lot of trash? Oh man, I told him he played so hard in practice. You know, I'm a pro. I'm a vet. Sure, I ain't (laughs) playing hard in practice. Young dude telling you. (laughs) He's always telling me. He's always like, I was just man, God, leave Mike. He be saying, hey, man, well, old man, go sit down. I say, hey, man, you know, I think I will. Right. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. I say, sit down. Yeah, you take your luck. Right, you go ahead on and just beat right. up on all. <laughs> you, you guys were, it got to the playoffs that year. You were the eighth seed. But you, he got hurt. Too. You know, he got hurt. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, I started starting. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I gave him some some glimpses of the Iceman of old. Yeah. I was the old Iceman. Yeah. But I gave him some glimpses of the Iceman of old, man. Ooh-wee, man. I used to sit around, man. Then, I remember one time we was in Dallas, and I got 35 at half. Mm. And, you know, he was over there clapping and stuff. And then, you know, after the game, I probably had about 41 or 42. He came up to me and said, what happened, old man? Uh, you got tired. I said, hey, man, I was just kind of showing you, man, how I used to be. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it was a – I started with Dr. J and finished with Michael. Michael yeah. You know, for me – for him, I, I know how it was for me with being a rookie for Doc. Mm-hmm. I learned something watching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't help but because how great he was. Incredible. You know, and I used to tell Mike, I used to say, man, you ain't got to tell nobody, man, but I know you didn't picked up some of this stuff from Ice, man. I said, you ain't got to tell nobody. Yeah. I said, it's just human nature. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just human nature, man. That's yeah. just the way the game go, man, when you, you know, when you, you, you got greatness in front of you, mm. you can't help but to view it i knew he was gonna be good i know he's gonna be that good yeah you know i mean to be considered to be you know a lot of people consider him to be the best to ever play yeah do you think so yeah what do you think well i can't i mean i gotta ask you what criteria Mm. would i use to say he's the best of all time 
You know, yeah. entertainers. You gotta start with rings, Ice. Oh, well, I mean, you have the most rings, scoring then you gotta titles. go with Bill. Go with right, didn't you have the most scoring titles before him? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was the first yeah. one to have most scoring titles. I mean, yeah. you say greatness. I mean, Sam Jones. Sam Jones, right. sure. You know, Elgin, I mean, Elgin was amazing. I, so I mean, as, you know, for me, I don't say anybody was the greatest. Yeah. I mean, or you have to use a. They had to almost change the game mm. the way Kareem and Will played. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, I mean, they had to change the game where he played. I mean, they did. Yeah. I mean, because they stopped the hand checking. Right. Did you have to change your game after the three point line was implemented? No, oh, I never shoot a three. No, I wasn't a three point guy. I mean, you do know, you think the game changed? Oh, I did. Yeah. I think it made it more entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we've been around long enough to see it evolve. Because right. the Golden State Warriors won it with threes. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Uh, you know, outside, the game played with me. Right. Yeah. It was inside out. Yeah. Right. That's right. It's outside in now. Yeah. I mean, we just seen evolution. 1979, teams averaged 2.8 three-point shots per game. 2016, they're averaging 24 attempts per game. So, uh, to your point. Evolution, yeah. man. Incredible. I mean, Incredible. I mean, it's, 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 you know, the game has changed. I mean, yeah. and you had to change it in order for it to sell because you had to keep it entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, so I credit the league, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, uh, having that vision. Right. Because we're going global. Right. How are you going to play a zone in the NBA? Yeah. They're going to have to move the three-point line back with Steph Curry yeah. draining uh, shots from all over the court. They've been yeah. a four-point line up. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, he, hey, but it ain't just him. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was watching um, Hilliard for yeah. Portland. Yeah. Oh, Lillard? Yeah, Lillard. Damian Lillard. Yeah. Incredible. He was, shooting, he was shooting so deep the other day. Yeah. It seemed like he was just crossing half-court shooting it. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean. But, Ice, let me, let me ask you something. If you could play with anybody today, you know, in your prime or even later in your career, who, who would you want to play with? Magic. Yeah? Because I like to score. <laughs> and he gets you the ball. Right. right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think both guys win. He gets assists and I get points. Hey, that would have been a ridiculous cut. Hey, man, you out. know, people don't know this. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, I, mean, I saw it in the All-Star game numerous times, but the fact that you didn't I mean, he, he He was so special. Yeah. You know, Jerry Buss. I ain't got no way to prove it. He goes, Jerry's not here. Yeah. You know, Jerry came to our owner, Angelo Drosis, and wanted to give up three first-round draft choice for me to come play here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wasn't that kind of guy. Yeah. I wanted to beat Magic. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to play with him. I mean, I did want to play with him, but I, you know, I, I thought we had enough. To, you know, I got off on wanting to beat him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, versus come in here and be a part of it. You know, that's an interesting thing you just said, because mm -hmm. here we got Kevin Durant, who I adore, mm -hmm. wanting to play with Steph Curry instead of wanting to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, it, you know, I mean, it's a different mindset. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and, and I said that not for that particular reason. Yeah. You know, I said it because that was the truth. Uh -huh. You know, and that's how sure. I felt. Mm -hmm. We talking about in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. It's 2000. 18. Yeah. You know, so things change. He had a right. Mm. You know, the the system was set up for him to make that choice. Absolutely. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I can't get mad at him for having that right to make that choice. Right. Now, the kind of guy I grew up being, I'm saying, we had y'all down 3-1. <laughs> and we could have won it. Yeah. What happened there, Ice? What happened with you? Uh, basketball, three, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just way it go, man. You know, yeah. you didn't finish. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and you know anything can happen if you give me some confidence. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they gave him the confidence. Right. You know, I right. mean. Uh, yeah. 
you know, so he decided to he wanted to join them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he can't get mad at him because they didn't want a championship with that decision that he made. Absolutely, not. you know. But yeah, they're, they're, that was a, another man's choice that he had that he had the right to make that choice. Mm-hmm. How do you see the Warriors of today comparing to, let's say, the Showtime Lakers? Man, not like the Showtime Lakers. Yeah. See, I feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, when they, you and I, you know, they was the complete. Yeah. You know, um, right. without a, a, to me, without Draymond Green, mm. they wouldn't be as effective. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, with the Showtime, with the Showtime Lakers, you had some guys that come off the bench and still be as effective with that core, mm-hmm. with the core guys with Magic in there. Yeah. Who was the Draymond for that team? Shit, man. Back then, hell, man, you can pick them. Yeah. Worthy. Yeah. Bob McAdoo. Doodoo. I mean, Um, Scott. Hit big ones. Yeah. You know, I mean, so they had two or three of them. Yeah. Every team needs that anchor. You got to have a core. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Pat was smart enough to bring guys that can come in and understand their role. That's like Pop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Pop bring in guys to fit that system that he want to run. I mean, when you have a system in place that have success, mm-hmm. you have a lot of it because mm-hmm. you bring people in to fit into that system. Right. So people want to be there. Yeah, people want to be, be there. That. Uh, Poppy yeah. is always saying, "I'm gonna get you the money, but this is what I need from you mm-hmm. if I'm gonna give you that money." Right. And most guys buy into that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, the guys make so much money now. Mm-hmm. And I, I ain't mad at them at all. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm, you only can get it if they got it. Right. <laughs> right. right. Hey, but, wealthy people write rich people checks. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. Wait, hold on. I'm writing that down. <laughs> it's good words to live by. <laughs> but Ice, do you feel like uh, yourself and guys from your era paved the way for these guys? No question. The guys before me. Yeah. You know, the Oscars. You know, where, where would everybody be with Oscar? Right. And the sacrifice he made. Sure. Absolutely. And still getting punished for it, I think, in some ways. Mm, yeah. Spencer Haywood. Yeah, Spencer is not. You know, I mean, I don't think they, I think we say bow down to another man. I don't mm-hmm. think they thank him enough because mm-hmm. they don't know the history. Mm. You're absolutely right. You know, you don't know the history. That's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, they don't care. I mean, yeah. I, you just gave me $30 million. What am I going to care about what happened yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> That's really what Legends of Sport is based around, you know, is is remembering the, the founding legends yeah. I mean, and honoring them. I mean, yeah. such you as know, yourself. I think the league, yeah, I think the league right. does a pretty good job, mm-hmm. you know, as far as individuals in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think they have, you know, I mean, it's like in school. Yeah. I have charter schools mm-hmm. in, in San Antonio. Yeah. You know, and African-American history ain't in it. Mm-hmm. So... I got a lot of African Americans. I got a lot of Hispanics. If I don't have a class of history to where they can learn about where they come from, what these people have done before them to give them this opportunity that they had today, mm-hmm. what well, they care about it. I have, a, I have a bigger question for you on that. What do you think about the public school tough. education? It's tough. In this country. It's tough. Is that man. why you you started your charter? Well, school? I mean, in charter school, I can have a chance to teach different. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, it's, it's it's still a state uh, charter. Right. So it ain't, it's, 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 it's the opportunity to teach different, but yet you still have the same core classes for kids to go to college. What's the graduation rate? Mine is strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime anybody can look up, you know, georgegrimmyouthcenter.org, and you can pull up and see the programs I have in San Antonio. Mm. Is that the thing you're most proud of? Oh, yeah. 
you know, I mean, I got rings. I mean, mm-hmm. I ain't got no championships, but, yeah. you know, I have great honors, mm-hmm. you know. But I got kids and parents coming to me and say, man, you know, without that school, man, I wouldn't have graduated. You know, I mean, so I ain't not greater than that. I mean, I know that. I mean, but it's sports, you know. I mean, and sports gave me an opportunity to, you know, uh, be the best that I can be and, you know, uh, I played it as hard as I can, the best I could. I never played to be a, an all-star or be a Hall of Famer. I, just the way I played mm. it and, mm. and loved it. They put me in these positions. <laughs> right. I kind of like that. <laughs> Do you think uh, what you've done in the community there was an influence on, on David Robinson opening his charter school? Did he see what you were doing and was affected by that and influenced by that? You know, man, I know for sure it did. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I remember when they won the first championship in 99, mm-hmm. and he was on stage at the Alamo Dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. I remember that. And, and they asked him, what do he want to be remembered like? Mm-hmm. He said, George Gervin. <laughs> wow. That's right. He did say that. Yeah, I, you, know, I, you know, I mean, yeah. I broke out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because here's a guy, you know, uh, you know, with his type and kind of history. You know, uh, being a Navy guy, being a, you know, self-disciplined guy. All right, let's leave it there for now. First part of Legends of Sport Friday. We'll come back with some more amazing conversation with the Iceman, George Gervin, the Glove GP, Gary Payne. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California. The bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. But as you know, it is Legends of Sport Friday, and that means we are joined by my good friend. It's Andy Bernstein. Hey, Andy, how are you? Arash, I'm doing great, pal. How are you? I am good. Um, you talked to one of my all-time favorites this week, one of one of the best, Jamal Wilkes, Silk. Silk. Uh, one yeah. of one one of the best. You know, because you know there, there, there was two periods, I guess you could say, of Showtime. You know, mm-hmm. the first part that uh, Jamal was a part of. Um, just talk about that 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 group in particular that really changed the course of the franchise. They won in 1980, 1982. The big one, 1985, go to the parquet, go to Boston Garden, then mm-hmm. win. But again, local legend, UCLA, you know, coming home, playing here. Talk about the man himself, Silk, Jamal Wilkes. Well, first of all, one of the great guys, as you know, um, most humble, down to earth, just sweet guy. <laughs> I mean, I know the way to put it. And uh, 
had an unstoppable shot. You know, people talked about Kareem Skyhook being unstoppable, which it was. But um, Jamal Wilkes's shot was was basically unblockable because yeah. of the way he, he this crazy like mechanics of it. And he talks about that in the podcast where that came from. He actually talks about um, John Wooden taking him aside at UCLA and wanting to learn how he got that shot off because um, he was so kind of intrigued and astounded by it. And Jamal thought that that Wooden was going to try to change it, and he actually did it. He just wanted to let <laughs> it work. Uh, but of course, a legend at uh, UCLA, um, a champion there, was drafted. Went up to the Warriors, played for the Warriors, um, fit in perfectly there. Won a championship in his rookie year. Played alongside Rick Barry with that crazy group, and came down to LA. And like you said. Um, you know, pretty much in the prime of his career, played for the Lakers, um, was paired with Kareem and this young rookie guy named Magic Johnson. And, uh, you know, people, you know, God bless Magic. And he had an unbelievable, epic, historic game in that game six of the 80 finals where he played all five positions, filled in for Kareem. But Magic himself says without Jamal, and I think he had 30 some odd points, um, we would not have won that game and probably would not have won the series. And, you know, it goes so far under the radar, um, you know, that it, and that's the way he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so, wonderful guy. Um, yes, he, he was on that 85 team, but by that point, you know, his – yeah. Uh, his body was starting to catch up to him. He had lost his starting role to James Worthy, um, but was very gracious always about it. And it just was a really fun conversation. And as you know, it is so hard to get your number retired with the Lakers. They only do it if you made it to the Hall of Fame. Jamal had a wait, but as soon as he got into the Hall of Fame, so cool to see his jersey up there. Again, mm -hmm. we're going to play just a snippet for you this week. Um, but... Again, I, I can't imagine you hearing the part of this conversation and not wanting to hear the whole thing. So, Andy, how can they do that? Well, Arash, as always, thank you so much for promoting the podcast. I love doing it. I love doing these segments with you. It's so much fun for me. And I hope the fans are enjoying it, too. To find the podcast, very easy. Um, our home base is iHeart, but you can get us an Apple and Spotify at Legends of Sport on Instagram. Um, of course, you know, our, our podcast handle Legends of Sport, obviously. And our YouTube channel is called Legends of Sport. So how could it be any uh, easier than that? Exactly. If you want to go and check out the rest of our content, please go to our website, uh, legendsofsport.net, because that will have this week's podcast, um, a whole blurb and, and story about this week's guests, as well as links to all of our content. And not only that, this is a YouTube version. This is a YouTube version, right? YouTube version, absolutely. The, the new ones that we're doing in this season um, all have a video component. So it, a full, uh, the full podcast is on YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel, Legends of Sport. Also, you'll see some snips on TikTok, believe it look, or not. Look at oh, you, Andy. I got TikTok. <laughs> what can you say? But our TikTok, Legends of Sport. So I love it. Places. Awesome. With that said, let's now listen to the man himself, Silk Jamal Wilkes, on Legends of Sport Friday. Welcome, my friend, um, somebody I've known for a long, long time since the beginning of my career, the great Jamal Wilkes to the Legends of Sport podcast. I don't have to go into your accolades too much, but two-time NCAA champion, four-time NBA champ, member of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. How you doing, my friend? 
I'm doing good, man. And it's good to see you and be on your show. I know we've tried to do this before. I'm glad uh, you were persistent and we got <laughs> it done. But uh, yeah. uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, it's so good to see you, Jamal. And, you know, I go back to the beginning of my career. I, my first season really was like um, basically 81, 82. That's when I was starting to figure things out. You know, I was already out of school, but I had been shooting the Lakers before that. And, um, you guys were so welcoming to me back in the day, you know, it, it was such a small little fraternity. Um, you know, Gary Vita used to call it 12 plus two plus one, right? Cause, uh, you know, there weren't all these peripheral people around like we have now. Yeah. Right. Um, Jamal, take, take me back to the Showtime era, you know, what, what that was like playing with those guys. I, mean, I want to talk about, you know, your UCLA career and of course your Warriors time, but, yeah, I just came back from that recently, but a few months ago from the Showtime reunion, and we missed you there, by the way. Was, yes. Yeah, we missed yes. you a lot. And yeah, I, uh, when I saw the show on uh, Access TV, man, mm -hmm. and, and Coach Riley out there holding practice, I went, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just had some stuff going yeah. on, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just a series of things, and I, and I, I, I just couldn't do it. But I, I sure missed those guys, and yeah. especially – when I saw, you know, them out there partying magic, you know, it just <laughs> reminded me of the old days, you yeah. know, but, uh, yeah. I love those guys, but you know, Showtime it's, uh, wow. I mean, it's a lot to talk about. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's indescribable number one. Right. Uh, and as, as you know, I mean, you were there kind of near the beginning, mm -hmm. it was like a confluence of events that all came uh, together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, I would say, number one, starting, uh, I was there two years before Dr. Buss bought the team. I'd say starting when he bought the team, it was like mm -hmm. just a whole different feel. Yeah, that's from, right. Uh, yeah. Mr. Cook, Mr. Jack Ken Cook, yeah. who owned the team then, and yeah. uh, he had gone through a bitter divorce, and, and he was a kind of a tough guy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, uh, I, I never worked for him, but from the stories I heard from everyone, the consensus was he could be difficult. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Claire Rothman was very uh, eloquent about that. <laughs> we had, <laughs> right. had her on the podcast earlier, and uh, yeah, she spoke about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I never played for When we were, uh, you know, I, was, I came to the Lakers as a free agent, so mm -hmm. we had to go to Las Vegas to meet with Mr. Cook yeah. because yeah. he was going through a nasty, at that time, the largest divorce in the history of the state. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, 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 when Dr. Buss bought the team, it was like night and day. And, and yeah. he came in with his, you know, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was, he wanted to win. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. And he was very demanding too, but in a much different way, he mm -hmm. was much more relaxed. He, he kind of, uh, gave you room to, you know, uh, you know, be yourself and mm -hmm. uh, do your thing. And then if there were problems, he would step in. And mm -hmm. when he came in the locker room, I mean, it was like you could hear a pin drop because, <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, drafting Irvin, Magic Johnson. Uh, well, first of all, we got, we have Kareem, yeah. myself, yeah. Uh, Nixon already there. And then mm -hmm. drafting Irvin, Magic Johnson. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and the whole thing with the Laker girl, and, and the celebrities coming to the game. I mean, it was a lot of stuff going on. But <laughs> but but the primary thing was we were playing great basketball. And it yeah. started with Jack McKinney, who mm -hmm. uh, in, initiated our offense the first couple months and had the bicycle accident that mm. 
Yeah, I haven't seen him since the bicycle accident. I've just heard about him, and uh, he just kind of, you know, disappeared uh, quietly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it was just a, a you know, magic comes in with this big personality. And you figure it's going to wear off, you know, mm-hmm. after you know the first thirty, forty games, and it did not. It only increased, mm-hmm. and 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 then you know he and Norm were running the point. It, it, it was just a, uh, like I said, I you know, indescribable. I mean, yeah. I'm still learning things about it. And, and <laughs> yeah. it was such a, uh, uh, such an honor to be part of Showtime. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you come from such a legacy, you know, first of all, you're one of the only guys I've ever met who played his entire career in sports in one state. <laughs> I mean, you, True that. I mean yeah. you know, Ventura, Santa Barbara, UCLA, Warriors, Lakers, and then you finish it off with the Clippers. That's pretty unusual. But, uh, you know, you didn't have to change, you know, your driver's license or anything. But that was probably pretty good. Um, <laughs> right. I didn't have to change my driver's license. Yeah. But playing, yeah. But, but playing in uh, at UCLA, and, you know, I've, I've talked to Bill Walton many times, and I know, you know, you know, I know, everybody knows how Bill feels about you and – and you know you had him up there at the at your Hall of Fame induction, um, as well as Kareem, and and you've played with a lot of cast of characters, man. I was looking at some of these rosters, like the Warriors with you know Rick Barry and Al Adels was a coach, and then you were yeah. at UCLA with Butch Lee, and of course the great John Wooden, and then you get to the Lakers, you know, and you got that cast of characters. But somehow, you know, your nickname Silk seems to not just describe your your shot, you know, and the way you approach the game, but it's just like your personality that you just were able to kind of maintain. And I don't want to say float above it all, but how, how was that for you? I mean, how did you learn that as a, as a teenager even? Well, you know how I learned it, Andy, uh, when I was in junior high school, we had the, the, I grew up in a small town, uh, oh. Ventura and mm-hmm. high school basketball was big in this little town. Yeah. And you know, we, we didn't have all the TV and uh, media opportunities to follow the NBA and college like we do now, but, uh, we, we had a big playoff game, you know, all season it was, it was me and this other guy at this other school who were considered the top players. And it was like, Everyone was looking for us to meet. Well, they beat us. Mm-hmm. He had a much better team than I than I had, and mm-hmm. you know, I realized then that you know, it it really it's more important to win than to be the best player, mm-hmm. uh, because you know I was clearly the best player, but we lost, and so I had to hear that all summer, and <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, he had bragging rights, and which is fine, but yeah. So you know, I I, I realized the importance of 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 winning and that if if i could make a difference on a team to help them win then you know i could be a key player mm-hmm. um a key mm-hmm. player and then of course my first high school coach was just really a nice man a good basketball guy too mm-hmm. and he, he he really made my intro to the game fun and uh relaxed you know and his philosophy was hey guys when we win, it's because of you guys. And when we lose, it's because of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, to play for a coach like that, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of pressure off. So, yeah. but he really instructed me in the technical fundamentals, uh, you know, m- making sure I move my feet right and so forth and so on. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, transferring to Santa Barbara High, my coach was very different. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had a very successful year. And then going to UCLA for Coach Wooden, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I realized that if if you can only shoot, if your shot's not going in, you won't be in the game. So I had to do 
multiple things to justify being out on the floor. And, mm-hmm. and Coach Wooden really kind of underscored that. And mm-hmm. so I, I prided myself on learning to play with the ball. I played more with the ball at Golden State. And, of course, with the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, I played off the ball. And so you know, I had to be adaptable, and I studied how I could impact things. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, it just helped me to fit in. Uh, different systems and with different players, different personalities, different egos. Right, right. And it's amazing how you were able to to adapt <laughs> from one situation to the next. You know, of course, Coach Wooden, famous for just being probably the greatest college coach, one of the greatest coaches of any sport in the history of, of sports, right? What was that recruiting situation like? Like, did he come to your home himself and meet with your parents and all that? I've never well, asked anybody that. You know, my, my junior year, Coach Crum was, was still at UCLA then before he went ah, to Louisville. Okay. And he was the lead recruiter. And Coach Wooden uh, didn't like to take time away from his family, mm. especially on weekends. And oh. so he sent Coach Crum to see me in Venture High, and I didn't do very well. Yeah. And he and he went back and said, you know, Coach, this guy, he's not the guy. <laughs> you know, so forth and so on. And, and then Coach Wooden listened and said, well, go back and see him again. I was at Santa Barbara. And it mm-hmm. was it was a much different uh, outcome. And so mm. when I was being recruited by UCLA, I, I went down and I, and I hung out with uh, – uh, I didn't really spend much time with Coach Wood in my first recruiting trip. I went in his office and said hello, but I hung out with the guys, Sidney and Wicks and Curtis Rowe and mm-hmm. Henry Bibby and, and, and uh, these guys, and I had a great blast. Mm-hmm. But when it got, uh, you know, fortunately for me, I was highly recruited. And, and when it got down to the bottom line, uh, and he came to my home, uh-huh. and uh, I remember being so nervous yeah, you know, I can, I can imagine. Yeah, of course. Oh man, I was extremely nervous yeah. and and uh, uh, <laughs> excited, and you know, he, he knocked on the door, and I, you know, I, I I can't really describe it, but it was just he was just so humble. Yeah, yeah, and just so ordinary. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> you know, and and then he he we, he took my mother and out. Uh, you know, my dad he stayed out of the recruiting. He left it to me. Mm. I think my dad wanted me to go to the Ivy to an Ivy League school, but really? uh yeah. yeah, you know, cuz he my sister went to Stanford and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you know he he would have liked to have had a, a child go to an Ivy League school cuz we had a young man in the neighborhood that went to uh, Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but coach took us out to dinner and he actually you know talked to my brother a lot and and he was just he was just yeah. The last thing you thought of was he was this great college coach. Sure, sure. And, and uh, you know, my mother was, you know, eating out of his hand. I mean, he really liked the idea that, you know, I'll make sure they go to class. She loved that, you know. And yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, although it was hey, him that closed it, I mean, I, I was really uh, very interested in USC. I was, uh, I was, uh, I really liked the Bay Area schools. They just didn't have any good teams up mm, there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, I was pretty set on staying in California. I mean, yeah. I, I've been here my whole life. Right. Uh, I went, when I went back east, I went back east to visit a couple of schools. And, I, and it was uh, like just before spring. So it was still kind of chilly. Yeah. And I remember getting off the plane. I said, no, I can't. I can't come here. <laughs> I, had, I had the opposite reaction because I'm a New Yorker. I went to University of Massachusetts <laughs> where Dr. J went 
It, man, yeah. it was cold. And I, I came out here to transfer to school in, in uh, 1978. It was 84 degrees in January. <laughs> Why would I ever go back? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's a great story, Jamal, because um, – I could just imagine how intimidating any major college coach would be, but it's 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 John Wooden is like coming into your house. It's incredible, and you know for everything that that John Wooden stood for, I haven't heard a lot about like winning. You know, I mean, it's all about character, right? It was all about um, how you conduct yourself off the court, the kind of person that he wanted you to become. You know, well-rounded. Um, but how ruthless was he as a coach? I mean, really. I mean, what, was winning like everything to him or what? He was very intimidating as a coach, mm-hmm. especially, you know, your first experience with him. And uh, he, 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 he could be very uh, – the, the, early in the season, he could be extremely critical of, mm-hmm. of everyone. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that was his, you know, that was his way of teaching. And, you know, and then as the season – progressed he would ease up but Mm -hmm. he was very feisty he was extremely competitive but he never said when we won 88 games in a row my teams won 73 of those 88 and he never said and the you know we didn't have social media and all that but you could imagine the media was all over it you know they were trying to get to the players and he kind of shielded the players from the media Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and he never once said okay guys we gotta win oh his his success was in the pyramid of success right that's was his main teaching he went through that the beginning of every season mm-hmm. and, and, he, and he you know and so you know you're junior senior you know you've heard this thing one or two times already yeah but you know you still listen mainly out of respect for him but you know you picked up little things and yeah. so that he got that in your computer and 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 then the rest of it was in his way of practice. He was very efficient with practice. It was mm-hmm. very intense. It was very competitive. There was no standing around, no joking around mm-hmm. during practice. There was no excessively long practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it all like in a couple of hours. Yeah. And so yeah. it was very power packed. And uh, yeah. Yeah. no, he did not talk winning much. He he talked more character, but his period of pyramid of success mm-hmm. leads to competitive greatness yeah no i hear you and and, yeah. and, and all he say guys is you know you'll be able to look in the mirror after the game and know you did your very best that's mm-hmm. all i ask mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. all he asked all right that's it for another amazing edition of legends of sport friday jamal wilkes silk the man himself uh, just an amazing career an amazing story uh Again, if you want to listen to the entire conversation, go check out Legends of Sport on all your social media channels and where you get your podcasts. But uh, again, that's it for us this week. Have an amazing weekend. Have a great time. We will see you again next week right here on the Arash Markazi Show. So with that said, stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.